0: There's tools uh, such as Rentometer, or there's another one that's uh, Slick CoStar. What they do is they give you um, a pretty, they actually give you uh, the average of rents in a given area. So it's like based on how many units are available in that area, or not even how many units are available, how many units there are, period, in that area. It'll tell you like what the average rent is, for what size bedroom and things of that sort. So you can like actually go through and see like, okay, like this property, they're renting their two bedroom out for 2,500. And like, oh, my two bedroom is, you know, just down the street from this one. It looks better than that one. So I know I
1: can at least get 2,500. Uncommon State of Mind is all up in your audio to leverage your next investment decision. Join me, Joey Garba, and my boy Ademla Daudu. Hey, what's up? As we go toe to toe with each other, debating the ins and outs of the real estate game, we may not always agree with each other, but our out of the box thinking is going to have you creating wealth beyond those four office walls. That's the sound of opportunity knocking. Welcome to the uncommon estate of mind. Welcome to Uncommon a state of Mind where we debate different ways to leverage your nest investment to create time freedom, legacy impact, and generational wealth in order to live that uncommon life. But in order to do that, you must be uncommon. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and continue on to our debate regarding but credit versus loans in order to get into that investment. Um, and the the best way we decided to go ahead and hop into this was to create a hypothetical, scenario and then kind of attack that scenario using our different uh, options or our different uh, products, right? So I'm going to go ahead and let AD break down that um, scenario for us.
0: Yeah. So um, if you haven't seen part one, go back and watch part one where we discussed a duplex for about $500,000. So we'll just keep playing off of that. So the scenario we're going to use today, the example property will be um, an East LA duplex uh, priced at $500,000, uh, well, not price, but that's the price we're putting in our offer for, that's the price we got approved for, um, $500,000. He's gonna run through the different ways he would attack that with credit. I'll run through different ways to attack that with purely loans. Um, so the idea is that the property's gonna need about, what, 30K in repairs? Yeah. So $30,000 in repairs. After that, the property would be worth, let's say about six fifty. So this is just an example just to make things very simple and clear and like not, this isn't an actual deal that we found or anything like that. Just to help you guys get an, an idea
1: of what we're talking about. Right. Um, also, we're not, we don't, we're not offering any legal advice or financial advice. Once again, we're going through this, uh, just purely off of curiosity of, you know, what we can do with the different products that we have. Right. And hopefully to inspire
0: you to go learn more and do
1: more research on your own. Yeah, indeed. Before we get into this, we did just watch <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I don't know if, uh if y'all are into UFC, um, John Jones just came back uh and fought uh for the first time in like since two thousand twenty. In years. Oh, and um, he fought, said, uh, what's his name, Sedu Ganu? The real Gan, yeah. And he's supposed to be, when I watched the fight, <laughs> at Francis and Ganu, I thought he was it, but he just got submitted in like two seconds. In was... two seconds, like, we just spent like, <laughs> literally 10 to
0: 15 minutes trying to figure out how to pay for this fight, on um, the fight, like, it, like, it was... <laughs> it, went, it went
1: so quick, man. Anyway, okay, so... um and he's already set it up uh with the scenario we have a 500k property in East LA and if we just get it as it is and uh, and what type of did we run down like what type of it needs repairs does it need repairs or or um can we add repairs or is it necessary for repairs let's say you can add repairs
0: but without the repairs it's um the without repairs, uh the income won't be as good okay so let's say that but let's
1: say you don't quite need the repairs. okay there's a couple of things that we can do in regards to this so if you use once again if you didn't watch the first part of this definitely check that out because we packed in a lot of information in there you could go ahead and acquire your business credit or your personal credit to go ahead and take down uh, a property like this now My best advice to you is if you're applying for personal credit or, or business credit, try to get cards that have between, uh, 12 to 18 months, zero interest. Um, that way you can maximize, uh, that time and paying very little back to those cards while you're engaging in this investment. Right. So now you can really take advantage of that, uh, with uh, personal credit and business credit, uh, usually with corporate credit, it's hard to get cards that, that don't already have their interest, uh, their interest rates, you know, start up immediately. The cards that I have, one of them being cap on tap, like they immediately charge you your interest payments. Uh, but when getting your corporate cards, you can go through a couple of banks. You can, you know, go through your uh, credit unions. Um, you can go through your larger banks, like big America, uh, chase, and things of base banks of that size but check that out and we're actually going to do an, another episode kind of Going through kind of the different banks and um, how to really go through that system in another episode But so say you have your cards, right? um, you can go ahead and purchase this Personally right with personal cards that you may have obtained but understand that since you've purchased it personally it's going to reflect on your credit report which is going to bring down your credit score uh so if you were to do this try your best to do it on you know either with a bit corporate business card or or a business card that way it doesn't reflect personally on your end next is usually people don't start off with that much credit to go ahead and acquire a property right you have to go through a system in order to go ahead and and reach up to that number. But say you, you do, say, and I'll just go through the, the system really quickly, is you apply for credit, you utilize those cards, um, you keep it under, say if it's personal, you keep it under 30% utilization, or if you go over, you pay it back. If it's business, you keep it under 50% utilization, or if you go over, you pay it back. And after a few months of doing that, you go back to these banks and you ask for line increases. And you can ask, you can do this process over and over as many times as you want until you have the, you know, I've talked to investors who have a million dollars of business credit just sitting, waiting to be deployed because they just have done that system over and over and over again. And they've kept their utilization low and their business and their credit history good. So what does it even take to get to that kind of point
0: though? Million dollars in business credit? <laughs> yeah. That sounds crazy. It's, like, it's insane. I don't know what I'll do.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's insane. What I'll do.
1: But yeah, you definitely can. Anyway, so say you, you're you a person who has that million dollar line of business credit. So go ahead and take that $500,000 to purchase this property, knowing that um, after you repair it, it's and the repairs are 30K, so you're gonna need what, 530K, uh closing well you need 500k closing you'll take your uh 30k to repair it you're going to go ahead and gain that now what, what did we say we was going to appraise for uh 650 um yeah about 650. so then it's going to go ahead after you make those repairs uh you're going to gain that 100, 120k of uh, yeah. added value there we go Oh, okay The <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so after appreciate. you do those repairs it'll appreciate for that 120 in which you can you know either pocket or use um and what have you. What's awesome about that and why, you know, if you haven't, if you can do that, hey, you don't need to you don't need to go talk to any banks, you know what I'm saying? All the cash that you're paying back to your cards is going back to you and you're not paying off any like any debt services or any banks or any loans. Cause the thing is you when you pay back cards, you're paying yourself back so that you can go ahead and utilize those cards again. When you pay back loans, you have to pay those loan company backs. Well, company back those lenders back. Sorry, you have to pay those lenders back, and um, you know after that they can decide whether they want to lend with you again or not. Not not to say that they won't. If you did a good job, I'm pretty sure they will. But yeah. once again, it's not your money. With business credit, that's your cash. Now, let's say that 500k is too steep, right? Like okay, 500k credit to bring to the table, and there's a way that you can use credit, and some people. So I, I get so ahead of myself because I get excited. So let me slow down. <laughs> right. Let me slow down. Oh, okay. So there's a way that you can use credit in order to go ahead and put a purchase on a home. Um, You can pretty much just pull the equity out of the credit cards and purchase the home in, in escrow. One of the uh, companies that can do that is called Plastic, uh, plastic or Plastique, where you pretty much... Uh, submit your payments to them. they take uh, a interest charge but then they go ahead and write a check on your behalf so then go ahead and take down uh, that property so yes you can use credit to go ahead and take down property right so i wanted to get that across now say that once again 500k is too steep for you right you can go ahead and find partners credit partners uh that are interested in the property and they see the value potential, uh, and uh, of course, how much it appraises for, and you know they could all be all in on this pro- on this project with you, right? Uh, let's say you have four partners, right? So if you have four partners, and I did the math really quickly here. Yeah, four partners. That means each credit partner would have to come in with 132K, Well, you guys will own it. Everybody's gonna have 25% ownership of this property. And that price includes the um, repair cost. Um, so after you get those repairs done, obviously you're gonna go ahead and get that appraisal. Once it appraises, you're gonna go ahead and 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 uh, pocket that 25k of equity. Would it, would it be called equity or would it be or um,
0: appreciation? Appreciation. Yeah, because I mean, because there's like standard appreciation, and then there's forced appreciation. So okay. So if you increase the value, that's
1: forced appreciation. There we go. So then you're gonna go ahead and pocket that forced appreciation if you factored in those repair costs, right? So if you d- divide that by 25%, everybody's gonna get back $33,125 um, on top of owning that asset, right? And then after the appraises, if you wanna resell it, you know, not only do you get your cash back, but then of course you have your 33K that you made extra so those are the ways that you could possibly knock that down you can do it by yourself uh you can do that with credit partners and i only use four but there could be multiple credit partners in this deal and you know equity is going to be divided um by how much of a percentage that you put into actually the purchase price of the property so uh it could work in many different ways the biggest benefit is you're paying yourself back you're not paying any loans back uh all the money that you you're paying back to your credit is your money and you can reuse it on top of after you after you repay it to yourself, you can then go ask for a line increase and get that million dollar business credit line. So
0: that is cool. Uh, That's pretty cool. Are you done? I think
1: I'm done. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> See, so I do get where you're coming from and honestly, like business credit is a great tool to have, but it's like, how long does it take to even
1: acquire all that? Right. So it depends. So if you're doing this by yourself, um, that might take some time because you do that process. It depending on how well you know that process, or if you know a really good credit repair um, person or business that can help you take inquiries off quickly. You know, it'll it'll take some time. To be honest with you, I want to say a few years to get up to a million. See, or let's
0: start from scratch. Let's just say for that example, like I'm starting from scratch and I want to be able to
1: have $125,000 okay. in business credit. $125,000? You yeah. could probably get that. Depending on where your credit is, your credit score is, you could probably get that in one round. All right. Because I've gotten that in one round, close to that.
0: Okay. See, because like my thing is, is like for like my first example was the FHA loan. Um, for this, ex- for the
1: property we use, the $500,000 property. Well, before, before you get into that, because you did say something else like, how long would it take to get up to that? If you do it by yourself, it might take a, a year or two to, to get there for 500K to a, or a million. It'll take maybe a couple of years. For a 125K, depending on how good your personal credit is, if you do it with business credit or personal credit, you can do that in one round if you have partners, um, that's a whole different ballgame because you can start right away. Even if I am the person who brought the deal to the table and my credit sucks, but I have awesome credit partners who see the potential in the deal, then I'm gonna get my cut for finding the deal and they're gonna get their cut. And we'll we can, you know, we we'll figure that out, how we wanna make the percentages out off of that. But of course, then they're gonna get their percentages off of the money that they put in. So this could happen quickly, but you do need to make the right partnerships got you, got
0: you. Very true. Very true. So, um, yeah. So like, I'm going to first off discuss, like if we were trying to use the standard FHA loan to do this. So in this example, like we said, the repairs weren't like heavy repairs, right? So like, we're hoping it's just cosmetic repairs or just light things here and there to increase the value needed. But if it's something like a damaged roof or like, Bad flooring, no lender is going to approve that on an FHA loan, like off top. So that is one drawback of like an FHA, the standard FHA loan that it's going to be harder to get approved when you're looking for a value add type of situation. Like I said, unless it's only cosmetic or things of that nature, but the dope thing is that let's say it is only cosmetic or it is like light things or the home is still fully habitable then you are actually able to still get that loan from a lender like using FHA and you can still add value to it. So that's a real dope thing. So it's like a lot of what, what I've seen people do is like they'll use an FHA loan, but then like make sure it's barely good enough to qualify. You know what I mean? So they still have an opportunity to add some value in there. So it's like that's a tactic. That's a real good strategy to use. But this is really ideal, especially if you're a first-time investor, this is really ideal for that FHA 203k loan that we were discussing in part one. Again, if you haven't seen part one, go back and check it out. The FHA 203k loan, that will allow you to get up to $35,000 in repair costs for your property. So the reason why that's really cool and that's ideal is because you can buy that value again, like we mentioned, you know what I mean? So it's like, you still put down your same 3.5% you still put down the same uh, 5% closing costs, but then like the repair costs are worked into your loan and that doesn't have to come out of your pocket. That's uh, like a real ideal, anytime you can get anything done that you don't have to come out of pocket for, that's like a real estate investor's dream.
1: Quick question just for the audience. So you said 3% down of the purchase price, correct? And in our hypothetical the 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 uh build, our building is worth 500k. Mm-hmm. So what's 3% of that?
0: That should be about 17,000, I want to say 17. Yeah, so $17,500. That's 3.5%. Okay. But then you are going to need 5% In order to, um, for your closing costs. So that's another $25,000. So plus $25,000. So you're in there for like, what, around in the forties, you know, like 40,000 or so. So
1: now you're all, you're all in a deal for 40 K. Yes. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this will be a perfect scenario for the FHA 203k loan because you'll put down that 3.5% down payment, your 5% closing costs, and then that's all that's coming out of pocket for you. But then the repairs are still going to come out of that loan that you will be paying you know, month by month after you take over the property. So that's very ideal. But then another scenario is the DSCR loan. So the D S C R loan, this would be a little tricky because that loan is specifically based off of how much uh how much that property is able to, you know, um, to gain in income. Are we talking about like rent or are we talking about- Yeah, in rent. Well, I mean <laughs> technically rent, but really whatever it is that like you'll be doing whatever income producing activity that's going on in that property. Uh-huh, so sell crack. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean if you got to if you got to whatever's most economical for you, man, like just make it work. we don't sell crack people no. We're not, we're crack. To, right. No, but so that loan, that's what's cool about that. But the thing is if the property does need repairs, then you would all, first you will need to also show that you have the money for those repairs or you know how to get the money and then also that um you would have to show or prove what is going to be what you'll be able to gain after those repairs are done so if you know what I mean so it's like it's not necessarily that like you have to have the tenants in there already but there does need to be like substantial proof showing that all right like after this property is repaired based on what's going on in that area it's going to acquire this much in
1: income every month. Okay, so that sounds like a lot of hurdles to hop through if you're I mean in with the DRC with a DSCR loan.
0: It um, sounds
1: like it like
0: it's not it's more complicated like talking about it like that cuz it is I don't want to make it seem like it's easy. Right. But it's definitely not like it's not an impossible thing. Lots of people who've never like
1: really done something to that scale, have you taken advantage of it? So like, how am I supposed to prove to my loan officer that this, you know, my my business idea is is gonna generate income? Like, so that's so what that. if I can't prove it to them? See, so
0: if you can prove it, then that's a whole nother issue, but how are you supposed to prove it is actually a real good question. So there's tools uh, such as Rentometer or, um, there's another one that's a slick co-star. Um, what they do is they give you, um, a pretty, they actually give you, uh, the average of rents in a given area. So it's like based on how many units are available in that area or not even how many units are available, how many units there are period in that area. It'll tell you like what the average rent is for what size bedroom and things of that sort. So you can like actually go through and see like, okay, like, this property, they're renting their two-bedroom out for $2,500. And like, oh, my two-bedroom is, you know, just down the street from this one. It looks better than that one, so I know I can at least get $2,500. I like to be very conservative with my numbers because I'm typically, like, the representative for somebody else. So I like to be real conservative because I'm helping other people get investment properties. So I do think it's better to be conservative with your numbers just to make sure that it goes smoothly once you pass it on to the lender. But still, like, once you know what you're doing or once you have the right real estate pro working with you or for you, like, it's not too difficult to, like, figure out what it's going to rent for after the fact. It's almost like uh, gain a property appraise. <clears throat> like, if you know what you're looking for, you can kind of figure out how much a property is
1: going to be appraised for it. Okay. So... so- with the loan products that you have, one, you have the, the DSCR loan, which is it sounds great for investors. Mm. Um, but, or a pool of people. Or a pool of people. But you are going to have to jump through some hoops in order to uh, prove that this property is profitable. And on top of that, you're going to I house. want to say it's hoops, though. It's really hoops because- What are they, rings? <laughs> <laughs> it's not anything. It's just-
0: you know, like, whatever you're trying to do in life, there's going to be some adversity. And you get But, like, I wouldn't say hoops. I mean, or I could try to get a million dollars in business credit and then see what I could do there, however long that may take me. So, it's like, what you think more want to jump through, my man? I you know what I'm saying. So that's what like you were what it is. I'm with no okay like like i was saying if you have the right real estate pro working with or for you so like really any deal finder if your deal finder isn't sending you examples or comparables like in that area of like what rents are going for what properties sold for you need a different deal finder because every deal finder should be able to tell you like all right once you fix it up it's gonna be worth x amount you know like period so that's what I'm saying. So even if that, if you're not the person who's going to be doing that, somebody in that group or a crew
1: should be knowing what that looks like. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then on top of that, then you also have with that lender, you're going to have to pay back that lender, that lenders, you know, whatever they loaned you. Well, for- maybe not you, maybe tenant. <laughs> how long is their, uh, no products? How, how long does it pay it pay off of? Uh-
0: If we're talking strictly about those loans, then like uh, FHA, DSCR loans, those are 30-year loans. Okay. So that's one of the best features about a DSCR loan, debt service coverage ratio loan, is that it's kind of the intersection between a commercial loan, which is based off the income of the property, and then also you get the length of a, um, a typical standard residential loan, like your FHA or conventional loan, 30 years. So like- that's what's really dope about that. Like the worst part is, or I would only wanna say the worst part, but the hardest part to overcome is probably gonna be the hefty down payment price 25%. But you can partner with people, you can take it as a gift, wh- however that comes. But another cool feature of the DSCR loan is that there's low documents needed because they don't need much of your personal information because it's not about you, it's about the property.
1: So that's a cool thing about it. So the only drawbacks that I see with with any of those loan services, they're all awesome. I'm not going up front, but the the drawback is A, for some you'll have to jump through hurdles, hoops, rings. Again, and no, from whatever no, hoops are coming. You know what no, I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you'll either have to jump through hurdles or hoops in order to prove that this property is profitable before they loan to you. And two, whatever loan product they give you, you do have to pay that back. And it's not yours, they can decide whether or not to work with you again, you know, you know, they could decide like, Oh, after the, after they pay back this loan, we're not doing any more loan services with this guy. And that money is no longer available to you. Technically, is that true? Yes.
0: But like how often does somebody pay you back on time every month? And you're like, Oh yeah, no, I'm just not going to take any more money. And then plus, if it's not them, it's going to be someone else. There's too many lenders in this town you know, or any town really to like be stuck on one. And that's actually another tip, like aside from our point here, if you can't, if you don't find a lender that works for you, just keep on looking because there's a lot out there.
1: I think that was one of my biggest like thought processes to like kind of, get over is like, you know, if one bank doesn't lend to you, another bank will, same thing yeah, with business man. credit. Like <laughs> if one bank denies you, another bank will approve you.
0: No, for real. Like, and that <laughs> is so true because like, you know, one thing like when you're in business, like all you really need to know is that it's possible. And if you know it's possible, you know, you can go out there and figure out how to make it possible. And sometimes, even if you don't know it's possible, you can still go figure out how to make it possible. Yeah. So it's like it's really all about your determination and your grit. Yeah. You know, how much knowledge are you willing to go out there and learn, or how much are you trying to do to go make sure you find the right people to partner with you, so who may know the info already. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like just make it work. Yeah.
1: You know, you got to. And also, and I'll say one similarity between these lending. Uh, companies and banks is it's all about relationships like if you can build a relationship with whatever bank is in your town maybe it's a a credit union or even the larger banks and you can create a couple of or you can um, you know have a couple of these products these financial products with these institutions the more likely they're going to lend more money to you whether it be business credit and or or loans uh, the more that they know you, the more that they have a relationship with you. The larger those uh, approval amounts are going to be, right? A couple of drawbacks in credit is, you know, as Ad brought up, how long is it going to take to get up to that 500k or that that million? That's a drawback that you know, that you could possibly hit. You know, how many people can you trust, or how's it? You know, where can I find people to trust in order to give them a piece of this deal? You know what I mean? Like that's also a drawback that you could have, but the more that you engage in, in uh, investor activity and uh, yeah. to be honest, lenders, lenders if you're looking to go through lenders, they'll introduce you to partners that are serious about deals uh, so that you guys can partner on a deal with them. But um, that kind of brings me to our, our next point is, so what we did is we kind of did on the credit side, completely using credit to go and capture this property, hypothetically, And then we also decided to go completely using loans, of course, putting that cash down, however you acquire that cash, that, that 3% or that 25%, it could be something you saved up in the bank. Now there is a hybrid approach, right? And this is the hybrid approach is probably the most likely approach you should take. You know, it's really just a hack. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and it's just a hack, right? Of
1: hacks. Yeah. So the hybrid approach pretty much is you, you acquire business credit or personal credit or however you decide to get credit, um, but you only use it for the down payment and not the purchase price of the entire property. Right. Right. So that means you're going to need a lot less. So that brings what? That brings our 500K purchase price down to 50K or what was it? 17K if it were using a FHA loan? Technically, yeah. Technically, yeah. Um, Extra five percent of um closing cost.
0: Yes. Um, there are some stipulations when you're using loans of that nature, of like where the money comes from. Um, but I, I would have to check. I really don't know how business credit would work for like an FHA. So, um, so what do you But mean? I know for like a DSCR loan. See, because the thing is, um they like they do say that like for an FHA you can it your down payment it can be a gift. Okay. You know so like you could get it from a family member or someone you know. I don't know how they would feel about like if it were business credit. So actually I'll talk to my lender talk to them that. because I, Cause think, I that... think that should be fine like but I just haven't seen it happen before so that's why I don't know maybe someone can let us know in the comments. Yeah, if you can. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to check with my
1: lender when we get off this uh recording. So as I said, there's a there's a program out there called Plastique in which you can they they're a service that you know you can pretty much purchase property with. You know what I mean? Um and they'll you're using that service to turn your credit into cash, to liquid cash in order to put down for property. I'm pretty sure um that you should be able to do that uh even with an FHA loan because what's coming to you is cash cash it depends See, because
0: like when you're buying a property in cash versus using a loan there's a lot of differences like if you're just buying
1: straight out in cash no no no. i mean cash for the down payment
0: yeah 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 so that's what i'm saying it just depends because like using an fha loan it is still heavily based on your personal uh financial makeup you know like if you want to use the dscr loan that's all good like business credit, gift, money you found, whatever it may be, they're not going to, like, they're not going to try to find the source of those funds. But for FHA loans, they do, like, look for the source of the funds. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the, because the nature of the loan and it's actually backed by the FHA, there are certain stipulations that they do require. So that's a lot, a lot of times that's really based off of, like, you and your, like, employment, your credit, and things like that. Okay. So that's why it's a real good way to start. I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best way to scale a portfolio. especially yeah. because you have that seasoning period. Exactly. So <clears throat> it's a real good way to start, maybe not to scale. Okay. Yeah, like once you start to scale, you're either going to want to like look at getting partners or find a way to accumulate large amounts of money, you know, to put down on properties.
1: Right. So. If you guys have any information in the comments, leave uh, some some information in the comments. If you think that's possible for for us to do, we're open to we're open to learning as well. And eighty going to check with his lender and see if that's even possible. Right? Yeah, and that's what we're <laughs> in for. We're here to learn, and we're here to learn with you guys. So let's just learn together. Right. So say that you are able to, if you are able to, you're you're taking your credit, either your personal credit or your business credit. You're using it for the down payment, and say you're doing it by yourself you have a 7 between the 17 to what uh 17 to like 40 is a 40k total including um i believe the down payment was $17,500
0: then plus the 25k so that came out to like what 42 42?
1: 42 Yeah. so now instead of coming up with 500k you're coming up with 42k and you're taking it from your business credit or your or your own credit and you're putting that down as a down payment and you're getting the rest uh, from a loan service. So, from uh, one, one of these companies or either SHA, DSER loan. And you know what? And
0: one thing I think is really cool about that is that, like, you really get to like leverage at the highest level. Like, because with leverage is the way that most investors are able to like get to that large amount of doors under their belt. Because if you have to use all your cash every time you want to get a property, it's gonna be harder and harder to get a property unless you're like a pro athlete or a movie star. But if you could like use business credit and or someone else's money to keep buying properties and even with that, you don't have to use all of the money available to you, that's where the real key is. So find a way to make a marriage (laughs) between these two or between other strategies
1: also. Right, so say you did have that 500K and all you needed was 40K to get down to get this property that you know is going to appraise for 120k, you still have—I I, don't—I'm not even going to do the math—but you still have over four hundred thousand dollars left to go invest, put down payments on several properties that are going to go ahead and and yield you um, more and more, more, more and more returns, exactly. whether through appreciation or through rents or through flips. Uh, but you'll have enough pennies enough money to put down on multiple down payments. On top of that say you did have only you only raised maybe 120k and you didn't want to put down that entire 40. you didn't want to put down 40k out of that 120 um you can also partner with people using your credit and they can use their credit as well so you both come up with half of it like you both come up with 20k each you own the property 50 50 and any returns you get you split 50 50. um you know it's it's The hybrid approach is probably the approach that i would go ahead and take if i was doing a deal today yeah and honestly like if you guys don't take anything else away well
0: take other things away (laughs) but (laughs) honestly like i want you guys to really like especially those of you who are tight on cash or maybe your credit's not as good really consider partnering with people like go through your phone book like text everybody you know and tell them hey i'm trying to get into real estate Here's what I could bring to the table. See what they could bring to the table because you really don't know the power of the people in your phone book. Like, Honestly. you really don't know. So just get out there and be serious about
1: it. Shared economics is a is a real game changer, and especially if you're messing with people who are like minded and are willing to put in the work. You know, uh, either with sweat equity or or actual cash. It's it's right. lucrative. Because there's a lot of people out there who have cash and don't want to work,
0: but if you're willing to work, then that's your that's your, you know, your way in. So take advantage of whatever you got.
1: Man, I think we pretty much wrapped this one up, man. For the most, yeah, I think so. Um, any questions, guys? Uh, definitely put in uh, the chat and let us know what you guys have. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. Um, When you get a chance, especially if you like this episode, click that like button share share. The best part of this episode was last we have our last B for the day. Um, and I, I'll go ahead and let you knock that out because you, you had a good one.
0: Yeah. So our B is really be strategic. So when I say that all the things we talked about today and the hundreds or several other options there are out there. Go learn, again, go learn, figure out what works best for you, your situation, how much money you have, what kind of credit you have, and then also the access to the people you have. Figure out what works best and be strategic about how you plan to invest and take down things that can help you in your future. You know, so it's like, get out there and be strategic. That's all <laughs> I gotta say about it.
1: Nothing but bars, nothing but bars. Um, so be strategic, be you, be uncommon. All right, guys, catch you on the flip.
0: Uncommon Estate of Mind was hosted by my best friend, Joey, and myself, AD, two guys who started at the back of the queue in real estate, and now we wanna give back by showing others the way to get in through the front door. Feeling inspired and looking to get your investment portfolio up and running so you can join the party in style? Hit us up at info at com, and we can start talking. If you enjoy the show, Please spread the word and show some love in the ratings so we could climb those charts together. Until next time, be uncommon.